0: Welcome to Off the Record, Talking Real Estate with Joe and Michaela. If you're interested in the Portland, Oregon real estate market and want the unvarnished inside scoop, you've come to the right place. Thanks for giving us a listen. Okay, welcome to the show, everyone. Hi Michaela.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Great, how are you?
1: Pretty good. I'm a little punchy today, to be honest.
0: I am too. It's our first show of 2024 and Everything's not smooth right now. <laughs> I've Monday got no voice. It is
1: Mondaying. You don't have a voice. It's a little gray outside.
0: Yeah. We've got snow on the way. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of looking like post Christmas blahs. Seriously. Yeah. I was
1: reviewing some of our episodes from last year, trying to pull some reels for some content at the beginning of this week. And I noticed that every time we hop on, I always say that I'm good. Yeah. So this year I think I'm going to be more honest. Okay. So today is punchy.
0: Punchy. (laughs) Okay. I need a different adjective every single time. Love that. It's 2024 and the housing market's off to a screaming start. Rates are starting to come down a little bit. Seems like consumer confidence is starting to pick up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we're going to talk about today is buyer's remorse.
1: Or how to avoid buyer's remorse.
0: Well, yeah. Talk about what it is. And I think just the fact of understanding and talking about what it is will help people be prepared and be able to avoid it, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward. But also, I think our marketplace that we've had over the past two or three years has caused a lot of this right you know people get forced into some bad situations
1: yeah exactly when you're bidding on 10 different properties you kind of just a lot of people got stuck with what they could afford or what they can just get their hands on
0: yeah and that's weird i've never like 28 plus years 29 years now in the business and i've never thought of buyer's remorse as anything i've never you know it's never really been a thing
1: Well, it's confusing because, I mean, we know it maybe exists somewhere, but all of these charts that we've pulled for the episode, I'm just kind of confused on how they got all this data. Like, are they, you know, are they interviewing people who bought a house in the last year? I don't really know where all this information comes from.
0: Surveys. But,
1: like, who?
0: I don't know. Do you do phone surveys? No. No, I don't either. I actually charge them. What does that mean? When I get a... So my wife completed a phone survey one time yeah. years ago, and now we're on the master list for all phone surveys about any topic because they've found the one person that's willing to answer something. <laughs> and I get the calls now for whatever reason to my phone. Hi, Stephanie, would you like to do a survey on XYZ? And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not
1: Stephanie. Stephanie.
0: Uh, second of all, I charge $35 an hour. I will do quarter hours. Um, I'm ready to take your visa number. And they're like, oh, well, we don't pay. And I'm like, well, then you don't get a survey, do you? <laughs> it works every time, Michaela. You're the only person I know who would do that. That's hilarious. Well, I'm waiting for the one that's actually going to pay me for my time. And I should be charging more than 35 an hour. You absolutely frankly. should.
1: This is valuable information, valuable feedback. So you're saying the people who fill out these surveys are people who don't have a lot of other things to do?
0: Maybe? Um, No, I think in this case, it's probably, you know, people that are on the records, tax records, whatnot, that have just bought a home and they're able to track them down and get their opinions on, you know, a bunch of different questions.
1: Mm. So I'm just thinking about the surveyor now calling all these poor people. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, how's your home? It sucks.
0: Yeah. Well, we love the home, but X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. They're saying that up to 75% of recent home buyers admitted they have some level of regret.
1: What? That seems insane. See, that's why I'm not so sure
0: about this well, information. I think, you know, you need to categorize that as well as, you know, I don't think it's 75% absolutely regret buying a home. I think there's certain portions of the home buying process or their home or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's what we should talk about just so people can understand that and and be like, okay, I guess I do need to spend more time thinking about that or whatever.
1: Yeah. I think so too. That's why I think this is important to talk about.
0: Yeah. So let's dive right into it.
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: So what do you think the number one regret is?
1: Well, my, actually my guess before this was that they bought the home sight unseen and didn't like mm-hmm. understand something about the property because that was happening so much in 2019, 2020. Right. And it actually happened to my parents and they have serious buyer's regret. Um, yeah. So that's, that was my guess. But yeah. the top thing, on, according to RMLS is 30% of the people say that they spent too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I get sense. that.
1: Yeah.
0: How fast? Prices appreciated and how much people had to pay over asking price for, you know, what, 24, 32, 38 months, whatever it was in a row. That's got to have some sort of bounce back.
1: Just, you know, talking about now, if they're thinking about selling in the next, you know, five years, they might have problems getting their value back. We could do a whole nother episode on appraisals, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people waived their appraisals or paid for that gap in appraisals. So it's
0: just... Did they pay over less for asking price, your parents? Yes, that's a tough one. But that was the environment we Mm -hmm. were in back then, right? If you had to get into a home, man, you had to do some crazy stuff.
1: Right. But explaining this to somebody when they're so hot on it and they need to get into a house, Mm -hmm. it's so hard to bring them back to reality. But I think we can learn some important things from the last few years. At yeah, least.
0: and I think part of the conversation that you and I were having that I think a lot of people appreciated was, well, how long do you anticipate being in this house? Mm-hmm. Because you're paying X over asking price, and according to our valuation that we've done for you, that's about one and a half years' appreciation. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're foregoing a year to a year and a half worth of appreciation to get into this house now. And if they said, well, we we're only thinking about being here two or three years, gets a little iffy. Right? Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. But
0: if you're like, no, this is my end-all, be-all house. We're going to be here at least ten years, fifteen years. Then it makes more sense.
1: Well son, I think with that too, more than just paying over what the they're asking, I think it's important to look at the taxes. You know, per mm-hmm. county taxes vary. If you're in, in an uncomfortable position that way, that could bite you later. You get tired of paying that much, or even just things like the water bill, power bill. Yeah, um, all things to look at. Do your
0: research. I think is what we're trying to say. Right. The next item on the list was changes in interest rates. Well, remember when rates were so low, people thought they would just keep going down. Right. Sure. And then for a while they did. (laughs) You know, they were at four percent, five percent. And everyone's like, well, I want to buy, but I think I'm going to wait till they go down to three. And we're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to (laughs) happen. And then it did. And then some people were getting into the twos and everything. Mm -hmm. And it just was nuts. Some people bought at four or five and were like, Oh man, now they're at this. And sure, but the, I think the opposite has happened in the last 18 months here where all of a sudden, for a lot of different reasons, the rates have gone the other direction and people are like, Oh, I had a chance at when I, when they were at six and now they're at seven. Now they're at eight. Timing the market's difficult and having regret about interest rate is, is one thing that I think you can fix like a lot of those people that had to buy and bought it four, or six months ago when it was 8% or more are probably looking at this summer, this spring as a good time to refinance.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wouldn't get too hung up on that. It is hard to predict. Like
0: you said. Yeah. What else is
1: another one is that my home requires too much maintenance. This is a big one.
0: This is a big one.
1: Especially back in that time that we were talking about. People were waving in the inspection periods, not really going through their list of repairs like they probably should have. And now they're sitting with, you know, maybe the fact that they have to replace their roof or their plumbing mm-hmm. or something really serious that's really costly.
0: Yeah. That's hard. There were a lot of inspections that got waived, too. I'm just not a fan of that. Yeah. Personally, I don't think I could buy a home and just say, yeah, I'll take it as is. That's just too much of a roll of the dice for me. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that was kind of what they had to do.
1: Yeah, they had to completely waive the inspection period. So they still had the right to do an inspection, but they didn't get to negotiate any of those items to be fixed by the seller. And that becomes an issue because the inspection is always step one, right? You have a general inspector come in and look at everything, but they aren't always experts at some of these items. They aren't always experts on a roof or a plumbing or some of the more technical things of the house. So during that period, we get a chance to bring in a roofer or a plumber and mm-hmm. have them give their genuine opinion. And if you don't get to do that, then you're Missing out on important yeah. feedback that could cost you a ton later on.
0: That's so. a tough one. And when you waive your right of rescission for an inspection, a lot of people I know were like, Oh, I'll have a general inspection, but I'm not gonna do a sewer scope, I'm not gonna do a radon, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do roof, those type of things. And it's like mm-hmm
1: but
0: you should. You really should. Yeah. So too lessons too learned there.
1: Right yeah. under that one. 24% of people say they bought a fixer upper. I'm raising my hand because <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those people. <laughs> yep. I think a couple of years ago is when all of those DIY videos on the internet started getting pretty viral. Yeah. People got a little ambitious.
0: Yeah. Was that you? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. All Uh right. I'll admit it. I respect that you're willing to raise your hand on that.
1: (laughs) One of our goals this year is to do one house project a month to try and tidy everything up.
0: Your husband is such a gem. Yeah. And that's pretty much
1: just all of his.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's just Mr. Mask going out there. I I know you're you're very helpful though.
1: No, I know. But the extent of my helpfulness is painting. So once that is done. Yeah. So, I can empathize with people on that one, but yeah, really think about buying a fixer-upper before you do so.
0: Yeah, for sure. Rushed through the buying process. Hmm. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. I I'd
1: like to see what if they're talking about like the pre-approval or the whole thing from pre-approval to
0: closing. Yeah, that would be my question too. But feels like you got rushed through it. That is something you should never feel like you're getting rushed. I mean, I get it that there's timelines and a lot of when it was such a seller's market was no inspections. We're going to close in three weeks, even with tough financing and get all these things done. I get it. You can feel rushed and yeah. like, oh, I didn't get the needed time to, to do what I needed to do. And I get that. But hopefully in this new market that we're at, things are a little bit more balanced where a buyer can not be so dependent on having to give away a lot of the terms and conditions of the sale agreement. Mm-hmm. And that we're, we're talking about all these things that people have said, but I think it's important for us to also talk about what those mean for the coming market that's ahead. And one of those is knowing that it's all about price terms and conditions when you're buying a home. And if you give up on price, like if you give them the full asking price mm-hmm. or sometimes more, in the past market, you forget about terms and conditions too. You just had to give them the full boat and hope right. that you got the home. Now, there's some flexibility there, you know. If you're going to give them full price, there's some terms and conditions that you can have them be flexible on. Mm-hmm. And all that's good to know so that you don't get into a situation where you have these type of regrets.
1: Yeah, exactly. So going down the list here, 17% of people said um, they regret buying their home because they bought it sight unseen, Mm -hmm. which is just crazy. But I get it. If you're relocating across the country, you're not always going to be able to make a visit out. But uh, I think that speaks to trusting your real estate broker. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the reasons why people have a hard time is because I I always think about the unresolvable material defects, right? So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know if this falls into that category but things like not having enough parking or living next to a train tracks or yeah. a busy road or something like that that you can't change yeah. um, if you have a problem with it changes are the potential buyers too. So yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a tough situation to to be in for sure when you're buying sight unseen. And I remember doing, and I know you did a ton of these too, video tours. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it was for people that were out of state who were like, can you walk me through this house? Let's take a look at it. And you walk and talk and kind of go through it. And then they decide, okay, I'll get a plane ticket and fly up Mm -hmm. and be there tomorrow. Right.
1: Much more comfortable with that scenario than just making an offer online. But
0: The arranged real estate marriage. Here's your house.
1: Here you go. Good (laughs)
0: luck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We laugh, but... That was kind of what it came down to in a lot yeah. of situations.
1: I know. I remember doing a video tour with a buyer. They were in like Detroit or something, and I showed them the house, and they were like, "Oh, it looks great." They were already in love with it. But then they, I panned to the neighbors, and they're like, "Never mind. You can literally
0: get your <laughs> cargo." So it happens. It does happen. So what are a few other ones, Michaela?
1: So fifteen percent of people said that they don't like their home's location.
0: I get that. Even when you have the best laid plans and you do all your homework and all this, Mm -hmm. you don't really get to meet your neighbors until you move in and spend time.
1: Yeah, or just like drive times to work. Maybe you regret Mm -hmm. that. Maybe you thought you'd be okay with a longer commute than you are. You're too close to the freeway or not close enough. You know, there's, I get it. There's a lot of different reasons, but that's something you should be able to do your research on luckily. So hopefully that's an avoidable one.
0: I had a, a family that I met with about getting their home sold out in banks actually and they were told when they bought the home that the train tracks next to their house were defunct oh turns out not the case Ouch. yeah and apparently the train stopped running for a month like right when they moved in and they didn't even think about it and then one day the train i mean it like shared the tracks were right on the other side of their fence Thing. and one day the train came rolling through and shook everything in their house and her response kind of threw me off i was like that had to have been really awful and she was like you know we were all moved in and uh, it only comes i don't know once a week or so oh, okay so it's we went with
1: it
0: do you think people are not gonna like that? I was Aww. like, oh honey.
1: <laughs> Pretty much a deal breaker. <laughs>
0: yeah. In
1: most cases. That when, one's
0: so hard. When you're yeah, when you're right next to Union Pacific, it's that's a tough one.
1: How funny is that, though? You think the sellers like made the train stop for a month while the house is being shown?
0: Yeah. Well, which which broker, which realtor was like, oh, yeah, no, that train doesn't run anymore?
1: Yeah, that's a little confident. Too confident.
0: Too confident. Yeah. Anyways, that Mm -hmm. happens.
1: And then tied with location, 15% say, I don't like my neighbors.
0: We love our neighbors here. We've got a great neighborhood.
1: I envy you for that because I don't like my neighbors.
0: Yeah, every time I'm by your house, your neighbors seem fine, though.
1: Yeah, they're they're nice. I'm you just, just
0: put um, them on notice that I'm coming over and be cool.
1: <laughs> I think you miss the the drive-bys, uh huh, where the cars slow down for just a couple minutes and then speed off.
0: Like we said, you don't really know until you move in. You know, the thing that I've heard people do, our clients do, that I thought was really smart was. They drive by their house after they get an accepted offer or even before sometimes they drive by at different times of the day. So mm-hmm. morning, noon, night, and just try to get a feel for the neighborhood because the neighborhood can be totally different at different times of the day.
1: Right. And you can easily overlook things, mm-hmm. you know, when you're all excited and you're seeing it in the light. That's something we didn't notice either. Our street has no streetlights and mm-hmm. no sidewalks. And that's uh, right. Yeah. It's things to pay attention to.
0: Yeah. I remember when I was a young real estate broker in the business and we had, um, I was working with a very savvy, uh, elderly gentleman who was, I think it was an investment Mm -hmm. and we were standing out in front of the house and someone walked by and he was like, hold on one second. And he chased down this person that was walking by. It was like, oh, hi, hi, I'm Bill. And, you know, hey, I was wondering if you have two seconds. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And he started just chatting this person up. Do you live in the area? Oh, you live three doors down. You're just on your walk. Oh, I'm thinking about buying this home. What do you think? And he just got a neighbor's insight into things. And I've seen that a handful of times Mm -hmm. since then, where someone will see an opportunity to have a, a quick conversation with someone and you can get a lot of valuable information from that.
1: Yeah, that's smart. I was thinking it might be useful to try and see if you can work through your broker and maybe ask the seller how they feel about their neighbors, but whether or not they're honest, you know, is another conversation. So are you
0: going to get a straightforward answer on that? Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, if it's something that they're boasting about in an open house, then, you know, obviously, you know, it's probably true.
0: But I think you can do some due diligence there. Right. Right. Not always, but sometimes. What else? What's the
1: last one, Joe? Give it to us. 13%. (laughs) Can you not read it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I feel like we're on like Family Feud, you know, where it's like, "Ding!" <laughs> top answer was.
1: I like that.
0: We Dang, we should we do a real done family, feud. family
1: Feud style. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe can't read the yeah.
0: paper. It is
1: extremely small writing. I think that's like.
0: Well, this is thirteen percent. Also, how can thirteen percent of the people say flat out? I don't like my home. (laughs) We shouldn't be laughing about this, but.
1: (laughs) I I don't, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't know what to tell you.
1: Like floor plan, like what are we getting at here?
0: We've bought cars before that were like, I just, I I thought I liked this car, but I really don't like this car. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing with houses where you get in and like the windows are all squeaky and this doesn't work and that doesn't work. And my neighbor to the left is. Stinky. Not a good person. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's a funny one. To me, it's like you can always change things in the home. You know, it might be expensive though. That's the problem, but you can always make a home home homey. If you're creative enough. I don't like my home. (laughs) Well, you probably stuck with it for three to five years. So you know what
0: my advice (laughs) Liveportland.com. reach wow. out to Michaela mast full circle and have her come over and do a valuation for you, do a walkthrough. And I'm sure there's some things about your house you like, let's focus on those and mm-hmm. let's get that puppy on the market and get it marketed and get you the best money in the least amount of time.
1: We'll sell it to someone who might not like it either, but it's not your problem anymore.
0: Well, they'll probably like it. Right. Who knows? Just kidding. We are sassy on this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What'd you say to begin with? Punchy?
1: Punchy. It's my word of the day. You can't take it for the rest of the year.
0: Well, you need a new word. Okay. Next week. You do too. I have to do this too? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I know how to find a dictionary though.
1: (laughs) Thank God. (laughs)
0: All okay. right, everyone. So we're going to post these stats uh, at liveportland.com. You can go onto our podcast button there and see all of our old podcasts. Also, uh, if you want to click on this one, buyer's remorse, I think is what we'll call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can see all the stats from this and join us next time. This is a new year. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up and we've actually got some interviews. coming up that i am so excited about me too we're not going to spoil them right now but be sure to check back because we got a lot of really cool stuff coming
1: i'm excited happy 2024
0: happy happy new year thanks everybody thank you bye
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you're interested in finding out more about Joe, myself, or the Live Portland team, you can go to liveportland.com. Thanks for giving us a listen and see you next time on the Off the Record podcast.